0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brooklyn Beat Podcast. Um, coming at you from Cranford, New Jersey, this is Justin Worsley. With me, as always, is Nick Benioris, And special guest today is Justin Feinberg. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good.
1: Good. What's going on, fellas? Awesome.
0: Um, so if you guys are one of our subscribers, thank you for listening. Um, after I tell you what's going on, uh, you're probably going to tune out. So hello and goodbye. Um, <laughs> We decided to do a podcast for our Dynasty Football League this year, um, and we want to run it through the website as well so that people can get an idea of um, our league itself since we kind of find it to be very unique. Um, if you are still listening, though, if you're looking for my mock draft, I'm actually working on it right now. It should be up uh, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, the first week's usually the toughest, mainly because I have to map out the spreadsheet to determine which teams we should rank where and everything else. So it's about halfway there. It should be done soon. Um anyway though, um for those of you who are interested, this is a uh 10 team, two quarterback dynasty league uh that we started running in 2015. Um and unlike other leagues, it's not a typical keeper league. We actually have contracts assigned to players, we give up franchise tags, um there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts within every trade. It's not simple just player for player trade. Uh, there's traffic implications, there's Um, because of the implications, because of the implications, um, it's a very, you you really are a general manager. I really want to give a feel as much as a feel as possible to make this almost like being a real uh, general manager of an NFL team. Um, so this is what we're working on. So we're going to start off with the power rankings, which Nick handles. So Nick, who's number 10 this week? Uh, number 10, uh,
2: Natali, uh, Natali's number 10. Uh, last week, uh, we had him going into week one as a number eight. And uh you didn't have a uh you didn't have a great week one. Now, um I should disclaimer these rankings by telling you that. Uh, I'm not really keen on making a ton of movement, especially on based off one week. Uh, so that's why you're not gonna see a ton of movement. You'll see some guys who jumped up. But uh yeah, Natalia got a ten. I, I think part of the issue is, you know, Wentz was hoping to be back week one, now he wasn't, and now they're talking about him possibly being out until October. Maybe they'll rush him back. I don't know. Um, it's kind of tough, though. Uh, I'm not sure when they're going to have him back. So, you know, in the meantime, he's still got he's got Trubisky and Garoppolo going. And he's got Darnold, who probably will come into play at some point, too. But, you know, another thing is he also lost his tight end this week. Uh, that did hurt him. And, uh, you know, he's got his table <coughs> of young rookie running backs. But, you know, they're I feel like the production is going to be up and down this season. I think he's, he's definitely got an ability to pick it up. Uh, but right now, um, after uh, the week one and a couple injuries and, you know, once his unpredictability, I, I got him at 10.
0: Uh, um, which is actually a big step up for him last year because last year he wasn't even ranked.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was a week where he didn't make the list altogether.
0: So, uh, congratulations to Tally. That's so uh congratulations to Natali. You're, you're going back, places.
2: You're back in the power rankings. Uh, next up, well, this is actually going to surprise some people, but I have Norris David at at nine. and uh, I say I'm surprised because they're coming off a pretty – Big win. Uh, they beat George, I believe. Yeah, they beat George. And um, they put up a lot of points. But my hang up on them becomes uh, the key to me for Power Rankings is about sustainability. And that's what I, I, I try to emulate. I try to see how sustainable is this production from so and so. They got 33 points from James Conner. You know, i Bell's holdout doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. But you know what? The second it ends, Connor holds basically zero value, unless they're not going to play him, which, you know, is possible, I guess. But They so, are kind of petty. Yeah they, yeah, they are.
0: But I, I, I think Joey's actually telling them to not
2: play him either. Oh, yeah, he's definitely be on board with that. But, like, my thing is, is like, I look at their running backs, and I think he's got Ingram, you know, coming on the back, coming back, and then, you know, they're holding out for Marlon Mack, who, you know, who knows how productive he's going to be when he gets back. But uh, their running backs, you know, are kind of iffy, you know, like – Peyton Barber, despite a huge game from Tampa Bay's offense, was so-so, you know. And uh, I, I do like their wide receivers. The only thing I don't like, which I've said this before, is I don't love having guys like Cup uh, and Woods and, you know, on the same roster, you know, at the same time. I, I do think that there, there are scenarios where that, you know, works. But for them, it's kind of sort of, eh, I don't know. I, and I, and I, it really
0: didn't work for them this week either because Cup had a solid game. He had uh, the 52 yards and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Woods only had um, 37 receiving yards, three catches. Yeah, so, I, and I'm, you know,
2: I, and I think that I could definitely see them rotating productive games. So it's not that I don't think either guy has value. I just don't think it's an ideal situation to have them both playing at the same time, especially when you would argue that they're not even, neither of them are even the most talented receiver uh, from, you know, from from that, that core. So, uh, you know, I, I don't love it. I, I do like Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's a sneaky, good play uh, this year going forward. I, I think he's going to be Keenum's. Top target. So I, I like I do like him. And the quarterbacks, you know, Ryan was crappy <laughs> one, but I I think Ryan's gonna be better too. So I'm not really worried about that. I just look at them and I am not sure how sustainable uh that kind of production is. So I'd like to give him another week, but hey, you know what? If they come back out and they drop another 150, they'll move up even more this time. Uh that puts us at eight. And that brings in uh George. Okay. Uh on to seven. Uh, no no, I'm just kidding. So uh George had a so-so week one, both on and off the field. Uh, obviously, mired in a lot of controversy both ways. Um, you know, he ran into a team that, uh, you know, they, they got a really big, they got really big production out of the running back. But other than that, you know, they, um, you no, know, they they kind of had a they kind of had a little bit of a week too. You know, I, it didn't really matter that the running back definitely helped, but he didn't even make the difference in the game, if I, I think. I'm pretty sure they, he, they beat them by more than the 33-whatever points they put up.
0: They did. And it's, yeah. that's, so, that's, sometimes know. that's just luck in football, fantasy football, though. I mean, none of his guys really underperformed. I mean, Bortles is three points under expected. Goff is two points under expected. But Keenan Allen finished right. better than expected. Um, what really killed him, though, was that Chris so, Boswell and the Saints defense combined for negative one points.
2: Yeah, it's 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 tough because you basically you got you basically playing with eight guys at that point, and it's like you got what minus one at that point, you know. So it's it's tough. I mean, listen, you know, like production wise, the rest of his guys, you know, it was pretty promising. You know, like he got almost fourteen out of Howard, uh, Jordan Howard, Jordan OJ, Howard, not OJ. OJ Howard was, you know, six point nine for a team that scored forty points, a little disappointing and stuff. But you know, it's one week, things happen, whatever.
0: Um, but the way I see it too is that he's your tight end. Um, that's it's. To a sense, to me, that's a wash. I really feel like tightness, for the most part, a touchdown or bust productions. Yeah. So 6.9 is still a solid contribution for, you know, a second-year tight end who um, is still figuring things out as well.
2: Right. No, no, I, I get the, I, I mean more of the team production didn't match what he was hoping to get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you told him that, <coughs> you know, the Bucks were going to score 48 points, you figured O.J. Howard would get at least, you know, one touchdown in it. At the very least, one
0: broken play that got him to the end zone. Yeah, it's um, pretty selfish of them not score a touchdown. Yeah,
2: so uh, – but, I mean, I, you know what it is? I, I'll be honest. I, I think there's more parity. I, I did say there was a lot of parity in the league. I think there's even more than I thought. So, even my opening opening year preseason rankings, like, from, I really felt like from, like, Team 4 to, like, Team 8-9, the difference was not big at all. Like, I, I could see any of those teams making it. I could see any of those teams missing it. One injury could change it. One injury can vault somebody higher. One injury can vault somebody lower. You know, so um, I got George here, but, I, you know, I still don't – I don't think it means uh, terrible. It's not, it's not terrible for him moving forward. I think he'll be okay. Um, after that, I actually have uh, our beloved – my beloved commissioner. <laughs> um, so my team in. took a shit last week. Yeah, checking in at seven. Um, you had a, uh, uh, you know, top start the week. Um, it was costly both as a loss and, you know, you did lose your tight end for the year, uh, which definitely is going to hurt. Um, I I know that your team is named after David Njoku, um, but I don't know that that's going to be a solution moving forward. You know, he had a kind of, you know, bad week one. And, listen, you know, he got a lot of, you know, he got a lot of burn in the preseason and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I think the snaps were there. But, uh, yeah, you know, you're not – see, the one thing is is like I think we and you discussed this before, but uh, you're kind of compounded by the fact that the Walker losing probably props up, you know, Corey Davis a little bit too. So, I think that will cushion the blow for you. Um, I yeah, I absolutely agree on that. Yeah, you know, um, but I, I do think you're going to be on the lookout for some tight end help. Um, I, I think
0: – I imagine you'd enter next week with Njoku penciled in, and then I guess you'll try to see it from there. Um, so it's funny, I actually own Delaney Walker and um, my Buffalo Wild Wings League as well, right. and literally the second he went down, I think I got like five or six different trade offers to give me a tight end, and they're offering me like a tight end for a running back, and I'm like, no, I'm not taking any of these deals, I'll just take, I'll hang on the waiver wire and find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So Like, I'd rather lose Delaney Walker than lose somebody like Kareem Hunt or OBJ. What did you get offered for those guys? For oh, uh, oh, you
2: mean on your, oh, I got what you're saying. Okay.
0: I'd rather lose them and lose. Oh, he's yeah, walking. Lose them. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, no. But I mean, listen, you know, Walker's gonna hurt because you know what? Like, he's a top five-ish kind of guy at tight end.
0: He's a very he's, underrated tight end. Yeah, uh, he is. He's
2: really. He's in that like four to six range. So reality is that you went from probably having one of the better tight end situations in the league to possibly having one of the worst ones. You know, like. So, you know, that you'll, you'll feel that and stuff. But, I mean, only until the Joker like, steps up there. Yeah, only until the Joker steps so, up. Other than that, though, you know, like, it wasn't a terrible, terrible week. Like, it's not, you know, uh, Freeman was banged up. He didn't look good. Um, hopefully the injury is not bad. He's got 10 days to rest, so maybe he'll be okay. Um, well, luckily
0: he got the handcuff, though.
2: Right, right, exactly. So, he got the handcuff, so that doesn't help. But uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, was, you know, surprising. It's kind of you know, one of the other things where they scored 38 points and he didn't really score anything, but – that's not going to continue. You know, Hunt should be productive. So, I mean, I don't think you're in dire straits or anything. Once you get the tight end situation, figured out, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, after it, that
0: – go ahead. No, was it. it was just a crazy week. One, I mean, even in our league, um, four of the top five teams lost. And the one team yep. that did win beat somebody else who's in the top five. Right. Right. Sure. I mean, the there's literally
2: as many top five teams that – you know, there's that. Um, what are we, number six now? Number six, I got uh, Matt Sean. Who beat uh, me. Who did beat you, that's right. Uh, they had a couple, a couple good weeks. They had uh, two 20-point games for the quarterbacks. Uh, Alex Smith, who's surprised, you know, quietly developed into a quality fantasy quarterback. You know, like, he's not a superstar-level guy, but he's, you know, a, probably one of the better quarterback twos that we have in our league at the moment. You know, so... Uh, Yeah, you know his production production was there. Uh, They got solid production from their, you know, uh, veteran wide receivers for Sheldon Crabtree. And I mean, the staple of their team is you know the the running backs, the young running backs. They got what is it? Three? They got all three running backs who were either in their first or second year. I believe right? Drake's in the second year or third.
0: I believe Drake is in his second year. Okay, let's find out. Look up up right now. But But, I will say the turning point for me in that game is his third year. Um the turning 30, point for yeah, me okay. in our game was um Sequan Bark was 68 yard touchdown. The second he hit that I knew the game was over for me.
2: Yeah, I it's t- Listen, you know, at that point you're looking at that was what, 13? That was giving 13 points right there. It's all on one play, basically. That's and it's just a big swing because, you know, you kinda get the momentum kind of stuff. So um, you know, Fournette four went down. Uh they don't expect to be a serious injury, but you know, it's definitely something to look out for. Uh but you know, the strength of the front of their team is going to be their running backs. Uh, can, you know they, they'll be able to go as far as they can take them. Having back-to-back first overall picks, you figure in theory should, you know, pan out eventually. Yeah, it should pan out eventually. It should get you on the right path, and I, I think they're trending in the right direction. I,
0: mean, I like you know? their draft too. I mean, they took a lot of um high potential guys. I mean, they got Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they have uh Anthony Miller, who I think is going to eventually come the number two in Chicago. I, um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Mike Isecki was the guy I was actually eyeing myself until I got Njoku. Uh, and I knew that Sean was going to take him because Sean's a Dolphins fan. Of course.
2: Uh, I, I also think their move for uh, Baldwin looks really good right now because they got – well, for one, they got a healthy receiver, you know, and they got the 11th pick. Who did they take with that pick? Bigger. Bigger. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that move move's going to work out for, really nice for them, you know. And,
1: um, did they get yeah.
0: to the in that deal?
2: Yeah, as I said, they got they got a veteran receiver who's actually healthy. So I will say that also,
0: bigger. um, I've always been big on Fitzgerald as well because people really undervalue him now. He gets a hundred catches a year. Yeah. And that's especially yeah. value. Like we're a half PPR league, but that's still that's still fifty points a year alone yeah. right there. Yeah, for sure. So uh no,
2: I mean I, I think, you know, I, I think they're the team's good. I, I think uh I think Jordan Reed's gonna actually have a bounce back here. Um I, I liked him going for the season. I think he's kinda sort of finally healthy or as healthy as he's gonna be or ever be. And, um, you know, I, I, Alex Smith does like his tight ends. You can ask Travis Kelsey, um, unless he's playing the Chargers. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think that's going to be a good one. As long as he's healthy, I think he's going to be a, a productive, productive tight end for them. I think I think that's going to be him a nice little boost this year, too. Uh, after that, we have uh, Feinberg. Feinberg had a... Feinberg had a hell of a week, actually.
0: So this uh, is really this is really bulletin board material. First of all, Feinberg had the highest scoring team in the league this week, and then knocked off the reigning champion. Did again? Though my thing though know, is
2: that uh, it's not a knock on anybody. It's not. A, I just don't believe in these enormous enormous jumps, and I think Feinberg actually got the biggest jump of anybody. I think he jumped from what do we from nine to five, which is basically a four slot thing, which I'm generally kind of against, only because. I feel like if you believe in somebody at a spot, one week is hard to make you completely change that. Because a a four-slot jump, you're basically going from, you know, uh, middle of the pack to number one or, you know, bottom of the barrel to middle of the pack kind of thing. Now, listen, same time, I think it's a little different because, uh, you know, all these teams are really, really close. Um, I even said in my opening season power rankings that um, if – if he can get improved quarterback play, which I think he can, uh, especially with Mahomes, who look great. But if he can get improved quarterback play and, you know, uh, Gordon's productive, Gordon's a running back one. But if Mixon can step it up too, uh, I don't I don't put it past him to be a playoff. I didn't put it past him to be a playoff team to begin with. So um, you know, his his win his win didn't really shock me that much. Um the the amount of points he put up shocked me a little bit. But uh, you know, he had a really good week. Listen, it helps when you have Tyreek Hill. You know, running, running wild and doing all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I got him at five now. I definitely think that there's uh, up, upwards mobility, you know, aggressive expansion kind of thing. Um, but I got mm-hmm. him at five now, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, let's let's see what he's got. I mean, who's he have this week? Uh, Feinberg is playing. Berg, who do you have this week? I think I'm playing he's George. Got, he's got George this week. So. That's a tough matchup. That's a tough matchup. So you know, I mean. Listen, he wins that game. He's two uh, and zero, um, and yeah, it's outside the division. But what are you gonna do? You, know, you gotta play. You gotta, you gotta win every game you can. So uh, I think I think he slots in the five there now four, and I obviously had to do it because I was gonna yell at otherwise. Uh, I have uh,
0: Pino checking in at four actually. Who's not happy uh, with this ranking either? He's actually already protesting this result. No, no, he hasn't he even said, heard the podcast. No, no, he yet. said he has to be at least be top four. Huh.
2: Huh. He said it be said, I didn't actually put him at four because of that, but he said he had to be top four. So, um, so I went went ahead and put Pino at four. Uh, he had a really big week. Um, I think part of it was a little byproduct of the fact that not for Camaro so much for Breeze, but the fact that you know they were down uh, in New Orleans, and then he just came full on comeback mode. And Breeze had to start throwing the ball again. Breeze started throwing the, the ball. maniac. Camaro was throwing the ball all the place. Camaro's catching passes and stuff like that, and you know, it really worked out for him, obviously. Um, 162 points on the, the scoff at. Uh, but it also helped, you know, between Rodgers going down and then coming back and this and that. And, you know, was, he got he got 60 points out of his uh, quarterbacks, which
0: – No, he got um, – I'm sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, 61. Yeah,
2: 60 and change, yeah. He got 60 points out of his quarterbacks, which I'm not going to lie to you. If there were any other quarterbacks in the league, it would could be a little surprising. But those are – over the last five years, those have been two of the – Probably three or four best fantasy quarterbacks, anyway. So, uh, that's the strength of his team right there. That and Kamara. Um, I do worry a little bit about his running back play behind Camara. I think, yeah, Kamara's Duke good, Johnson was a dud. Duke Johnson was a dud. And then, uh, Cohen was putting up, you know, what did he put up, six points off the bench. Uh, I think Kamara's gonna be a stud as long as he's on the field. I think that guy's awesome. Um, but I think he does, does need a little help at running back. Uh, wide receiver, a little murky too. I mean, Cooks and Cooks and Landry should be okay. Um, Hogan uh, had a really disappointing uh, for week one. Uh, I wouldn't panic on him quite yet. I think this little Pat's still trying to figure some stuff out. And I know that I think they dropped two receivers today and picked up two more. So, um, yeah, yeah, this Corey Coleman. Yeah, they signed Corey Coleman, but I'm that's I don't think that's a threat to Hogan at least at the moment. So I wouldn't lose it over that. But uh, you know they're still working their way back and stuff like that. So um, you know I, I think better days are ahead for Hogan. Although uh, I, I can see this week being a tough one too. Um... You know, but uh, other than that, uh, you know, he's got his quarterback play. He's got Camara. As long as he's got both those guys, you know, he's gonna have a chance to be productive. And um, you know, I think he just, if he figures out his flex position, running back stuff, like running back two, I think you know he'll be able to be able to maintain and, and have a pretty good year as well. Um, checking in at number three is yours truly, myself. Uh, not a good week one. Uh, that not no different from last year. Um, you know, <laughs> no, they
0: said you broke 100 this time, so it is different. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna
2: say it's actually it's actually better, uh, than last year because uh, I broke 100 this time, whereas last year was a total dud. Um, uh, but it, yeah, it was a tough week. I, I think the, the Tennessee game really did hurt me,
0: yeah, um, it did it just hurt us all, uh,
2: yeah, it hurt us all. I know, but just um, it hurt me in the sense of I, I think flow hurt, uh, I think Mariota you know, getting hurt, hurt, Mariota getting hurt, hurt, Henry, the game script going the wrong way,
0: um. What also kills you there, too, is that, I mean, literally every one of Geiger's players scored 10 points except for his defense, who still got nine as well. Um, right. You had 4.12 from Mariota. You had 5.2 from Jamal Williams, 1.1 from Kelsey, 3.6 from Derrick Henry, and 5 points from Prater. Yeah,
2: uh, I had, I had way, too many, uh, way too many guys who just didn't really produce. And even, uh, you know, I, the, the, the biggest producer was Julio Jones, who made you know, figure started the the week all pretty well for you. But, uh, you know, listen, you know, um, my team has a lot of depth, especially at wide receiver more than running back. But, you know, it's starting – I'm starting to feel it a little bit. You know, um, Alshon's out. Uh, Gordon's still running his way back in. Baldwin's out now.
0: It's that's also still, one of those games, too, where, like, I'm looking at – you know, Tyra Taylor and Mike Evans on your bench, you combined for 50 points, but that's still – you still have lost either it, way.
2: Know, yeah, it, it, that's, that's the – part of me is glad that I didn't play them because if I lost doing that, I would be like, you know what? <laughs> this really sucks. So, part of me is glad that they actually didn't play. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Mike Evans is uh, more than likely going to be starting this week. Uh, I think that's one, that one's pretty easy. Is that official uh, word from the coaching staff? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm <laughs> hearing. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mike Evans should be starting this week. Mariota's a question mark, but, I mean, he's probably not going to play this week either. I'm also hearing that. I'm um, hearing that he is playing. Um, no, no, I'm t- I mean for me, not for his team. Uh, uh, yeah. I do hope he is playing. I'd like to see him before I play him again. Um, but, you know, I mean, it it, it, it hurts, you know, having no bell does hurt because, you know, regardless of how deep my team is, nobody on my bench is better than maybe on belt, so you're starting. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, him being out hurts, you know, like, and I was trying to, I was actually trying to figure it out. Um, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it's gotta be the last, the last, uh, the last game that bell and Johnson both played for me and started together. Week was 1? No. Was, that, was, sorry, that played it together and started together and finished the game was the championship of 2016. When I beat you in the finals? Yeah. So, it's actually kind of pretty crazy when you think about it. That we've gone over a full year where I haven't had both of them in the line at the same time. Yeah. Uh, which does suck. I, I'm actually pretty sure they played only, like, maybe like six games since I traded for – Yeah, probably even if that. Yeah, in, in like, 25 or something like that or less, whatever, something like that. But, like, 20 games, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's – listen, at the end of the day, you know, the team does have pretty good players. Cam Newton had a down week and still put up almost 20. Julio Jones looked like uh, – it looks like Sarkeesian's going to start targeting him a lot more, so I think that bodes well for me. Uh, AJ Green got off the slow start, but he finished off nicely. Uh, David Johnson didn't really have a great game at all, and he still put up 16.5 points, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, listen, I think their offense might not help them a ton, but uh, you know, he's he, listen, they just paid him, so they're going to use him. You know, at the very least, it's supposed to be. Um, you know, for the rest of the Kelsey, just I think you just got to scrap his Chargers weeks and just that's it. Like <laughs> he just he, like I think the last three games he's got like four catches against or something like that. Like they just cover him really, really well. It's just a bad matchup for him; it didn't really work. But I mean, you know, I'm not really too worried about Kelsey moving forward either. I think he'll be okay. Um, Ooh. I think, yeah. Buccaneers quarterback Vernon hard maybe maybe after the year. Yeah, I heard with a shoulder injury. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for the most part, I think I think my biggest issue right now is uh, running back two to figure out until comes back. Uh, we hope that it's sooner than later. But for the most part, I think you, you know, you don't really panic. You kind of stick to it, and you just kind of hope that your players step up and stuff like that. So I got me at three. Uh, at two, I have, uh, our reigning champion coming off a down week. Um, don't want to move him down too much either. Uh, it's just kind of like how I see it, you know, like I, I think if I think you're at a certain place, I think one week shouldn't change unless all oh, you guys got hurt. Um, did not
0: have a good week. Uh, there's some guys who really, really flopped for him. Deshaun um, Watson being one of them. Yeah, so, uh, Watson, which, you know, I knew not was going to have a down week. I knew he was going to throw the kitchen sink at him and they did. Yeah, Amari um, Cooper is another disappointment. Cooper was a was a it was a big disappointment, especially after know, he was
2: getting talked up in the preseason. But
0: you know, um,
2: he had, um, and the uh, Chargers' defense got minus three points as well. Yeah, that didn't help either. But you know, uh, Cousins Cousins had a nice day. The uh, <laughs> had a good day. Uh, Agolor surprisingly got it to double digits despite I feel like he caught like nine balls for like eight yards.
0: Yeah, it was like, um, I think it's like I think it's like something like nine catches for thirty eight yards or eight for thirty three is what it was. That's that's crazy. How did he get to <laughs> ten points with that? All the first downs, right? 'Cause the catches alone are four points, um seven point three for the uh yards and then one point he had sixteen rushing yards. Uh that's right, he had the, the under round, so yeah. But listen, you know
2: what, at the end of the day, uh, Chris's team is is based solely around his his running backs. You know, like uh, as, far as, Gurley, as far as Gurley can as far as Gurley can him, is how far are gonna go and honestly we saw last year Gurley can take you really, really far. So, you know, Gurley had it, you know, whole Hum, twenty four point night. Zeke sixteen points, you got forty points at your running backs, it always does help it's had a little bit down week. But, I mean, I, you know, uh, for Chris's, I, I wouldn't really uh, panic for him yet. You know, again, it's one down week. Uh, you know, whatever. It is what it is. You just move on and so on and so forth. Uh, and that leaves our number one team checking in, uh, Geiger. Uh, Geiger was three to open the year. Um, always has a really good team. Uh, has a, had a couple of real blow-up guys this week. Uh, but he – you know what it is. What it is to me is I look at Geiger's team, and I think a lot of that production is sustainable. Now, all right, listen, Michael Thomas is not gonna score 31 points a game, obviously, but I look at Antonio Brown at 20, I look at Brady at 22, I look at Gronk at 20. Like those guys are guys that can get 20. They can get you 15, 16 on bad weeks, you know, like yeah, that's the, that's the kind of guys they are. So he has a lot of a lot of a lot of solid guys. And he's got Tucker who got him 12. Demarius Thomas got him 16. I don't, probably don't see that being as consistent, but, you know, even Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller basically checking in on his, as his running back, too, had 12 points, you know, and then off the bench he has Chris Thompson, too, who didn't, didn't even play for him, but put a 23 points. so, you know, um, and he had Stafford coming off the worst game of his career, so, and he still put up well yeah. yeah, he still put up 170, so, you know, I mean, I don't, um, I can see, uh, I, I can see this being a thing for him moving forward, you know, he's obviously a, uh, I just got a really good team, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <coughs> I think uh, I think Geiger
0: uh, at this moment belongs in the number one spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, he scored 170 points, which is the second highest in the league. Um, the difference between him and Feinberg's team, though, is that Feinberg had you know four guys who really blew up and got up right. 100. That's that's, that's consistency inconsistency across. And Berg had like or I'm sorry and uh, Geiger had like everybody score in, in high digits. Yeah, he's, um, he's
2: consistent across the board. And
0: he, he even had guys who had bad days, like Stafford, the
2: twelve points. Or McCaffrey. And McCaffrey, yeah, who had you know eleven twelve points, something like that too. So, you know, I mean I don't think Geiger's gonna get 100 points a week, obviously, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Geiger's in that hundred and forty
0: range. He's always always a high score and something like that too. So you know what? And he's also a team that um who I mean, every year they're contending, he finished second, uh third. Um in the playoffs, the last two years, he got bounced in the first round last year. But um, this is the guy who he's 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 always he's always within arm, arm's length. He's he's always right right there. Like he's always one of
2: those teams. Yeah. Like um, he's you know like similar to my team. You know like we're we're always in the mix one there. Like at some point, listen, one game goes right, one game goes wrong. Whatever the case is, you know I I would not be surprised to see him in the finals. You know so uh, so
0: yeah, that was the uh, top ten. All right, so uh, let's move on to our interview with Feinberg, who had, um, I would argue the biggest upset in JSDL history. Feinberg, how
1: are you? Doing good tonight. Just got back from a vacation. So do you have any, uh, any messages you want to send to Chris while we're here? You know, I honestly think this, this could have gone either way, and I did put up a lot of points, but I'm looking at his bench now. And I don't know if he would have won if he had kind of maxed out his, his lineup, but he did leave a lot of points on the bench. I think this could have gone honestly very closer.
0: I did the math. He would not have. So you're, you're in the clear.
1: (laughs) Um, so, yeah.
0: in case you guys don't know, Feinberg actually went to Disneyland because he was so happy with this win. <laughs> that this was basically his Super Bowl. I mean, he's going to just end the season right here for us.
1: I say we cancel the season now. We hand out the trophies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel right now? I know that you currently occupy the uh, the last slot in the draft.
1: I mean, it's that's rare for me. If you look at the past few drafts, I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm going to have to try to move up just to be where I am, but, uh, <laughs> no, I think Nick mentioned before, you know, going as far as my quarterback can take me. And I'm looking, you know, it, it's not a great area right now because I didn't get 20 combined points from my other two quarterbacks. Maybe, you know, it's week one. We look at that. But I think they all need to step it up a little bit in terms of consistency with, consistency with my quarterbacks.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, with the way Mahomes looks, honestly, I, I think he's got the look of, of, of your number one quarterback kind of guy. So I think all you're looking at from from the rest of your guys is just kind of that, you know, high floor even if it's low ceiling production, maybe 16, 17 points, you know, playing a matchup, whatever the case is. Maybe one of them would get caught in a shootout more with the cases. But you kind of play your matchup plays with that second quarterback because listen, Mahomes is going to be your every week starter. Like so, you know, he's that kind of he's that guy you get a pencil in no matter the matchup. And you just go from there. And I think if you, like I said, if you just get, you know, your 16, even 17 points out of your quarterback, it just so he doesn't hurt you, just bog you down, something like that, I think, you know, you're going to have the quarterback reduction there that's going to be productive for you.
0: Um, I will say that, you know, I think the biggest disappointment was Josh Rosen. So if you want to just, you know, I'll take him off your hands if you want.
1: Done. Let's let's talk, move. I'll give you Delaney Walker to the
0: podcast. Straight up.
1: <laughs> Done. You heard me right. here first.
0: All right. We'll put the vote in a second.
2: <laughs> um, but you know, what, Mixon Mixon looked really good this week, and uh, he's got a tough matchup in a couple days against Baltimore. But you know, obviously, you're not gonna bench him and stuff like that. And I think you know, no, I gotta uh, roll with those two guys. No, no, you, yeah, you have to between Mixon and Gordon. Like those are your two young running backs, and you know that's 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 the that's the wagon you're gonna, you're gonna you know you're gonna hitch it to. So you know, I, I think there is there's definitely a a path for you to to have a you know have a really good season. I, I think. I, in a perfect world, you rather not rather, but like you, you'd like to get a little more production out of your number two wide receiver. Well, um, just or, or, or mm-hmm. I was gonna say, or if you want, just get forty points a game from Tyree Kill, and then it doesn't really. That's matter my strategy so far. Yeah, <laughs> have
1: him get a you know punt, get sixteen punt return touchdowns for the season. But um, in all seriousness, you know, you mentioned disappointment, and I'm looking at Calvin Ridley with zero points, and I yeah. didn't expect him to come out and get you know. Ten, twelve, fifteen points, but I do need a number two wide receiver, and it'd be nice if he can step up and be that guy. Yeah, especially if, you um, know, if if Julio continues his his red zone problems, it'd be nice if you know Matt Ryan has another target to throw to. But that's that was a pretty disappointing week for him to start off. Yeah,
0: um, I think. I think a lot of the rookie receivers didn't do uh, much this week, though. And I mean, I think it should be noted this is—it's a weak receiver class. So I think all these guys are going to take some time to gel, anyway. Um, so yeah, the results are disappointing, but uh, I think as the season progresses, we're going to get there. Um, like I have DJ Moore in my doghouse. Uh, I think you have Cortland Sutton as well, who uh, had got me a, like a good six week. points. It's not bad There's no. your bench. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to get there eventually, just not immediately, which I expected. With it's uh, this t- core receivers for the draft.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're 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 all going to be kind of slow
0: starters or something like that. Um, I, I do think uh, underrated.
2: I I you know I think Graham has uh pretty good uh touchdown potential this year. I don't think he's going to put up a ton between the twenties, but um, I think George Kittle was it was a really nice pick. Up. I, I picked him over a couple of leagues. And I could definitely see him, uh, you know, playing into some value for you where, you know, I, I mean, I, I didn't really watch the game, but I had read that he probably could have had about 200 yards of offense um, on the, uh, you know, against the Vikings, which is pretty impressive if you think about it. And you know what? It's, it's, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is really comfortable with him and stuff like that. So I, I do think that he can give you some, some solid tight end production. And you know what? Uh, you know, in our league, we're allowed to play wide receiver mm. running back to tight end at our flex. You know, you get into a bye week crunch. Having those two tight ends, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. You know, you could actually play both of them if uh, you're in a position where you don't really have to fit somewhere else. You know, so I, I think that'll work out for you. But uh, Kittle looks like uh, he could be a tight end that you have uh, moving forward. You know, as a young guy,
1: I think Justin sexed me right now. Already trying to make a deal for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> is that what's happening? Yeah, he's trying to trying to snap him from my team, replace Walker. Yeah, yeah, it
0: is. I'm uh, trying mean, try to low ball. I mean, you guys hear that for me, neck Thanks. My bad. I didn't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, we're not being serious. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, you
2: know, I, I think, uh, I think Berg, Berg's team's got a
0: possibility of a surprise moving forward. And uh, he's got a really good team name too. So, uh, Berg, before we go, do you have any um, party messages for your upcoming opponent, George, this week?
1: All I ask is that he plays by the rules this time. He doesn't try to cheat the waiver system at all. And let's have a fair matchup.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, I think that's up for us, guys, Uh, from the Brooklyn Bee Podcast. This is Justin Worson signing off. Later, guys. Guys, Take Take care. Later.